0: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Check out Five Reasons YouTube before floor, an hour before every game. Post up five hours as soon as the heat game ends. And tons of other content, including the post-game videos from the players. So make sure that you hit subscribe. Help get us to 20,000 subscribers. We're getting close. Also, 5 Spell that one out. Get the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk and others on all the South Florida teams and check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We mention this one all the time. This is our official fantasy partner, Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com or download it on the Google Play Store or on the App Store if you're an iPhone person. You can do that for free and you can put up to $100 down for your deposit and you'll get that match. So $20, they give you 20, 100, they give you 100. You don't need to play it all at once. And these are just basically props. You go over and under on players like the Heat players. We'll do a prize picks on five show before the Heat game on the YouTube channel, as we always do. And you can also play MLB, NHL, or any of the other sports. You can pair players from different teams and different sports. So go to prize picks. Make sure you are using that code five, F-I-V-E, get your initial deposit matched up to $100. And now today's episode.
1: Down the bitch Yay. fire for the floor. drive for my dogs. When here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple the scars, rain bubble frost. Just like Buddha said, you in trouble, y'all. check the floor playing. Got a whole gang. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And pat with trust, is bound have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Silvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
0: All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Five Reasons Sports and at Ethan J. Skolnick. You should listen to the episode that we did after Jimmy Butler's masterpiece, the Game 6 win Ten years after LeBron James did something similar in Boston, three highest scoring performances by the Miami Heat in the playoffs in Boston, LeBron, Dwayne and now Jimmy Butler. And so we covered all that. Okay, we're not going to do a whole lot of looking back in this particular episode. Again, we recommend you listen to it. We wanted to do it kind of in the heat of the moment. And we're going to be talking about that performance for probably eternity. If you follow the Miami heat, but we're going to look forward. There's still a game seven to play. And I say this all the time. It's crazy how in sports people remember the game sixes, but not the game sevens. I'm a lot older than Alex. So he's not going to, he's a lot older than Brady, but neither of them would know this reference. Okay. 1986, everybody who was live at that time and was following baseball, particularly if you grew up in New York, like I did is familiar with the Mets game six, with the bill Buckner ball through his legs on on a little chopper for Mookie Wilson. Everybody remember, everybody who follows baseball, remembers everything that happened, every pitching change, every circumstance in that game, nobody remembers there was another game that there was a game seven and that the Mets actually had to win game seven to win the world series, which they did. You go back to 1975, also baseball, Carlton Fisk's home run, one of the most iconic uh, moments in baseball history. They won game six, but they didn't win game seven, the Red Sox. They lost to the Reds in game seven, but everybody just remembers the game six and even here. And there've been a few of these, but the Ray Allen shot game six, it wasn't game seven. There was another game to play. Nobody really remembers a whole lot about that game seven, even though in a lot of ways it was a better game. Actually, if you go back and forth and sort of look at the way that that game was played, but everybody remembers game six and the same to large degree is true of LeBron's game six in Boston which was followed by the Heat having to win a game seven, come home, same exact circumstance, having to win a game seven against the Celtics. Doc Rivers played about six guys and Miami, basically all he played, and the Heat outlasted them to advance in 2012. So, Alex, we're going to go ahead to game seven because, yes, Heat fans will always remember what Jimmy did, but it only really has meaning if they follow through here. So I'm going to go to you. We did not prep on this. We're going to do five quick keys on game seven to get you ready. Give me
1: your first. Well, the first, uh honestly, they gotta keep up the offensive pressure, man. Like I think, you know, although I didn't love everything about what happened in game five as far as their process, you know, I think a lot of people, a lot of heat observers, heat fans wanted to see uh Bam get more involved. He only had, you know, eleven percent usage rating last night. Those are the types of nights, however, where you're fine with Jimmy and Kyle doing, you know, kind of the heavy lifting. You saw what Jimmy was on last night. He put up a legendary performance. You guys already went over it uh, better than I could last night. And, you know, maybe we should have seen it coming. Like you said, you know, they always have, the the Heat uh, superstars have their greatest performances against Boston, you know, when things are, when the stakes are at its highest. And it's crazy now that it's, you know, happened again. It's, you know, extremely poetic. And because of that, you can't expect for it to happen again, right? Like, I think you could expect Jimmy to have another big game. That's fine. But for him to put up another masterpiece like that, I don't know that that's going to happen again. I think that was, you know, I'm still kind of uh, living that high from last night. It's just unbelievable that they pulled it off. I I was kind of shocked, went into it with low expectations, thinking that they could still, you know, there's a chance they could pull it off. Jimmy pulled off the miracle. The fact that they also got 15 threes was huge. They made a bunch of them as Cooper Moorhead from heat.com pointed out at the end of the shot clock. And, you know, those are the types of shots the Celtics have been making in some of their wins. That's just extremely frustrating for Heat fans. So it was good to see some of that stuff come back around. You're going to really need uh, those threes to fall again next game. But they didn't necessarily make a huge amount of mid-range shots. And so I want to see them get Bam going a little bit. I want to see him trying to run a little bit, uh, you know, uh, offense through him and try to get him going as a scorer and not just go through Jimmy every time. Right. I think last night it was an exception because not only did you have Jimmy going and, Hitting on all cylinders. You had Kyle playing great. Kyle had a huge game. Was probably their second best player last night, even though a lot of guys played well. And I think that's when it's fine for Bam to kind of defer a little bit as a scorer. But uh, when things are not working as well, when guys are not hitting shots, when Jimmy's not playing at an A plus plus level, when Kyle's not playing at that level, who knows where they're going to be at next game? Right? They've been they've been injured, so you're going to need Bam a little bit more. And I think the first key the first key is get Bam going early.
0: And I think that's fair. And, you know, there's this debate that was going on today on Twitter, and we've seen this debate so many times when it comes to BAM, which is the frustrations of watching him offensively during a game and then recognizing after the game that they wouldn't have been in position to win without his defense and his screening and all the other things he does. And this is the eternal heat debate now, it seems. There's always a couple with every particular iteration of team and the BAM aggressiveness is there. Um, They did not look for him a lot. During that game, I thought when he had his man sealed, they didn't go to him, but also it's the same thing as we always talk about. Some of it is on him. Some of it is total lack of aggression. There was one play that reminded me of Ben Simmons, Okay, where he could have finished and he didn't. He kicked it out and it ended up being an offensive foul. You can't have that kind of stuff. I'm going to pivot to number two, though, because you mentioned one of the guys that I wanted to talk about. And I think we saw it in this game. And I think maybe we overlooked it a little bit because we kind of gave up on him, which is Kyle Lowry. Um, I am not expecting 18 and 10 again from Kyle. Okay. I, I just, you know, just like I'm not expecting the 31 from bam that we got in one of the games in this series that we saw, but I'm expecting closer to that than we saw the last time Kyle was home. Okay. I, I, I think that now you can see, there are certain things that he can work around, even if he is a little bit hobbled right now, And I just thought his overall floor game, his poise, his calmness, Brady talked about that. This is what they got him for. And what I said on the podcast too last night was, you know, people aren't going to remember the statistical line. Nobody goes back and looks at. You know what somebody averaged over the course of an entire playoff run? If you win a championship, like that, I, nobody remembers. I mean, I might remember. Okay, Shaq only averaged thirteen in the finals in 06 or whatever, and Dwayne carried it thirty-four-seven. There's certain, but for the most part, you don't remember. You you just remember did this guy help you get to the next round? If Kyle Lowry helps them get to the next round, that's all they need. And I'm going to go back to one guy, point guard. Uh, can he have the kind of game? That Jason Williams had to send the heat to the finals in 2006 because that's the game that everybody remembers about Jay will. There were ups and downs during Jay Will's tenure in Miami, but he had that game. Kyle has got to be you know, doesn't have to be 18 and 10, but can it be 13 and seven? can can he be reasonably efficient with his shooting, but can mostly he settle them down and take some of the ball handling burden off of Jimmy and Bam and others? So I'm gonna say for me the second key, if you're going bam and kind of additional aggressiveness, I'm going to go Kyle. Just can we get a good Kyle Lowry game? Doesn't have to be a great one. Can we get a good one?
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I think you need him to be uh, playing at a a decently high level. I mean, last night he gave you 18, but more than that, gave you 10 assists and only two turnovers, which is really helping things out uh, in the half-court offense. And, you know, they didn't even win in transition last night, and that's going to kind of be what I'm going to talk about about here for this next key, I think they need to win the turnover battle because they didn't win it last night. It was tied, you know, they did a good job, I think, uh, on defense, a great job. And I think that was kind of why they were able to get going on offense because they were pretty tight and, uh, you know, didn't let the Celtics go on any big runs. Finally, the first game of the series where there wasn't a huge run that ends up deciding the game. So uh, that's that's great. They have to be defense per- defense first like they have been. But if they're not turning the Celtics over – it's going to be very reliant on the half-court offense to bail you out again, which we know that hasn't been their thing. Like, you're going to you're gonna need Jimmy and you're going to need the other guys to be hitting on all cylinders if you're not, you know, playing off of your defense a little bit more than they did, right? I think the Celtics won in transition last game, according to Cleaning the Glass. They had a much better uh, transition offensive rating than the Heat. And I just think they have to be the one uh, forcing it, forcing the issue when it comes to forcing the Celtics into turnovers. It can't be even, it's got to be something you win. Those are the types of margins that the Heat are, are good at winning, have been good at winning all season. When it comes to transition, whether whether it's off of steals or whether it's off of rebounds, they have to win that. They were even in rebounds as well last game. So I th- think that's something where in game seven, those are the, the, when it comes to turnovers, rebounds, transition, you have to win that, especially when you're talking about this Miami Heat team versus that Boston Celtics team. There's very little... Margin for error, very little ways where it's easy to get buckets, easy to get easy buckets. Transition is, you know, huge. They have to win that. So my key is turnovers, win the turnover.
0: And I think that's fair because, again, I was I was rewatching the game this morning and, you know, with 212 left, the game's tied. It's tied at 99. I mean, we talk about how thin the margins are. You know, we haven't talked about it in that sense because the games have been blowouts. But I did feel that it would normalize once it got to game five. And it started to 42-37 at the half for Miami until they just couldn't make anything at all in the second half. Uh, so the margins are thin. And and particularly when you get to a game seven, it does come down to one possession, one decision. I thought Ime Adoka's decision to challenge on an end one when the basket was going to count anyway. That hurt them. They they are three or four calls down the stretch of that game that Boston could have challenged. And he didn't have a challenge in his pocket. These are all these small decisions, but turnovers are critical. Miami was way too turnover prone early in that game. That can't happen again. Uh, So they have to clean that up. uh, So I'm with you on that. All right. Going to tell you about a sponsor here, and then I've got another one that I'm going to throw here at Alex, but we talk all the time about You Break, We'll fix. Spell it with a U, the letter U. U U-brake, wheel fix. They're based in North Miami. They just move locations. You can find the local. They moved to a bigger location because they got so much business now. Uh, But make sure you get in there. Mention five reasons. They'll take good care of you, and they'll also give you a discount, okay? So reach out to Mark and the crew there. They do wheel repair, refinishing, and they're also custom wheel specialists. They can do the special colors for you as well they got like more than 500 different types of colors uh there you can do the vice colors if you want you can do dolphin's colors cane's colors any of them so go to youbreakwheelfix.com. that's ubreakwheelfix.com or or you can check them out on Instagram at ubreakwheelfix they got all their latest work there 305 748 0112 305 748 0112 that's ubreak wheel fix we also wanted to mention our betting partner we've got a new betting partner here at five reasons and for this one you don't have to worry about the offshore stuff are you going to get your money is it legal this is legal this is peer-to-peer betting there's somebody on the other side so go to better edge that's bettor edge dot com backslash five reasons okay betteredge.com this show is sponsored by better help to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Backslash five reasons, the number five reasons. And the cool thing about this is, well, first thing, if you go to that link, you don't have to put in a code. You'll just—they'll give you twenty dollars to play with, so you can test it out. So test it out for Game Seven. But here's the other thing: if you don't like the line that you see on the Vegas books, you can go find your own. Just find somebody who's on the other side of it. And if you want to try to win more money, or you just want to, you know, play a safer bet, you can do that there. So go to BetterEdge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R Edge.com backslash Five Reasons. Here's the other one for me. And I, I think, you know, look, the obvious one that you and I aren't really talking about is, you know, does Jimmy have m- much left in the tank? I think that's so, almost so, such an obvious one that I didn't really want to start with it, but it matters. Okay. He's coming, he's coming off that performance with those kind of minutes when he's been dealing with a knee injury and he just had a flight. Okay. So you hope that the knee doesn't swell and that he can get through this game. And we're not expecting Tyler hero, but I do want to ask you about that before we close Cause we kind of expected him for game six, but now I don't really think they would put him in for game seven, but we'll see. But to me, this one, Alex, we haven't talked about this much, but they've done a really good job in this series of, of not letting both Tatum and Brown go off at the same time that has to continue. I think they can survive one of them having a game and then maybe a Derek white. They can't survive both of those guys. As much as those guys touch the ball, as high as their usage rates are, I want Marcus smart shooting if I'm the heat. Okay. I'm, i I want to take my chances with Derek white, you know, Horford's going to make some occasional big shots, but again, you live with that. Grant Williams has not been as prolific as he was at times in the last series. You just can't let Tatum and Brown both get 25 plus for you on uh, for plus for them on decent efficiency.
1: Yep. I'm with you. And I think actually in the first half last night, that was kind of happening a little bit. I felt like Tatum and Brown were getting a little bit too comfortable, even though I really, liked what the Heat were doing on both sides of the floor. Things were going well. It was making me a little bit nervous that at home, both of those guys were getting comfortable. And I think they did a better job in the second half of kind of being more disciplined with, um, you know, sending help, early help when they when uh, Tatum or Brown get the matchups that they like. And, you know, there was a couple of times where I feel like, you know, they won't send the help uh, early enough and they'll just kind of leave Gabe on an island versus Jalen Brown. And I feel like every single time, Gabe Vincent has been matched up on Jalen Brown. He's rising up and shooting over him and it goes in. And I'm not trying to talk down on Gabe at all. I think he's been great for them this series. That's just one thing that kind of sticks out in my mind. I think they got to be very disciplined when it comes to those matchups because that's kind of the Celtics whole thing on offense is, well, we're going to figure out how we're going to you know get the matchups we like, whether it's on Tatum or Brown or whether it's uh, you know getting a smaller guy matched up on a Horford or getting a smaller guy matched up on a Rob Williams. And that's where they'll go and initiate their offense. So I think the Heat kind of managing the way that they switch and don't switch on defense, the way that they don't uh, and do send help don't and do send double teams. It's going to be huge. I think that was a big reason as to why the Celtics couldn't get any sort of rhythm in that second half there. And it was just kind of a lot of the other guys, specifically Derek white hitting shots, right? Like I think the Celtics process was fine, but like you said, you got to let some of these guys shoot. You got to let Marcus smart and Derek white shoot. I think they did a good, a uh, good job actually of uh, sagging off of Rob Williams in a couple of spots there, uh, Where it's like, you know, you didn't leave him wide open in the paint in the dunker spot like he has been another time in the series. And you kind of sagged off him in the right spots, made him take a jump shot at the end of the shot clock there. So I think as long as their defense is on point, I'm with you. But my last key here is going to be setting the tone right from the start, playing physical, I mean, as physical as you can possibly play. And we know it's what they do. We know they're an extremely physical team. We know that they actually foul a lot too. But if they don't play physical right from the start, more physical than the Celtics do, I, it's going to be hard to win, right? I think this whole, you know, between the, the free throw disparity, of the series, which wasn't that huge last night, I think the Celtics only finished with six more free throws in the heat. That's, uh, you know, part of this as well. But the fact that you need more guys getting to the rim than they have, I think like you're going to need to get those guys going uh, as, you know, attack mentality as possible, right? And then on the defensive end, just not letting those guys get into any sort of rhythm from the start, and just setting the tone. Like, I think you have to start off this game seven well. They're really good in first quarters when they win. And although they started off that first half in game five, just fine. I, I think they know what the stakes are. I think the fact that they've in here, they're going to be ready for this moment. But if they're not playing more physical than the Celtics, that's a problem. Because that's kind of the biggest part of their blueprint.
0: And Eric's talked about that. He's talked about the ball in the air, ball on the floor. And... I said this before game six, and I think the same is true for game seven. I don't think the heat can win the game in the first five to six minutes, but I think they can lose it, you know? And if you look at game six, you know, they got the lead, but you knew Boston was going to get back into it. You just knew it. Okay. That's the ebb and flow of it. But with the way that this series has gone, if the, if it had gone the other way, if it was 12, five Boston at the start, I don't know that the heat recover, honestly. So to me, the important thing we've seen that the heat get leads, They give up the leads, but they've been able to close those games when they get the leads, with the exception again of the last home game when they're up 42, 37 at the half, and then you know, everything fell apart for them afterwards. So they can they can lose it early. I don't know that they can win it early, but they just got to stay they 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 have to stay in the game early. And I think physically same thing for
1: the second half too, by the way, because the third quarters have been really hit or miss for them in the series.
0: Well, it's interesting. Yeah, they either blow you out for the entire third quarter or they go back to that patch of the first four minutes of the third. The Heat have had this habit the whole year. And I, the third quarter has actually been their best quarter this year, the whole season. Okay, I know yep. everybody gets third quarter and all that, it has been their best quarter but the problems have been like the first three to four minutes of the third quarter. A lot of times they'll go in. I, I, I know when I'm to this, I know heat fans can relate to it because I it's on my timeline all the time. The heat will go in with a seven or eight point lead at halftime and it's gone three minutes into the third. And that's completely deflating. Okay. So you're right. It's the beginnings of the games, but it's interesting. Odoka said today, that they have, they have to get off to better starts. And it's funny because everybody, you know, following the Heat, including us to a certain degree, wanted the Heat to change the starting lineup. It sounds like Udoka is more concerned about the starts against the Heat starting lineup. All right, we've got, I've got one more thing I want to close with here. Before I do, we've got a new sponsor at the Five Reasons Sports Network. We'll get back to our episode in a second, but before we do, I want to tell you about great new sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. There are friends over at Galleria Realty, the team of Jeannie and Carolina. You can reach out to them at 954 670 6308. That's 954 670 6308. During these times with a very tight housing market and rising interest rates, you need to work with seasoned professionals who know what they're doing and know the area. They've got more than 20 years of combined experience, and their first Priority as realtors is to make their clients happy. They listen to their clients' wants and needs to achieve the best possible outcome in every transaction and make the buying or selling process as fun, easy, and stress free as possible. You can reach them any time of day when you got a question or concern. They're ethical, tenacious, and this is important in this area bilingual. So reach out again to the team of Jeannie and Carolina at 954 670 6308 at Galleria International Realty in Fort Lauderdale. And now, Back to the episode. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Alex, let's do it. And we've discussed every part of this, and we made our predictions before the series, but series change, and sometimes people change their opinions right before the, a game, or they take both sides, as you and I are both aware of. Um, do they win this one?
1: I think so. I think so. I don't think there's any way that they blow this game. And then look, I feel nervous. I think you, you can hear the pause in my voice just saying that, cause I don't want to get into uh, Draymond territory, right? Where you're breaking the code shout out uh big perk <laughs> for what he was saying. I, I absolutely love what he was saying. You know, the Celtics, just like they have in the past, the Celtics organization has messed with the basketball gods before and have gotten their karma. And there's been a couple of things that have led to that. And I, it was kind of, you know, I think, uh, boiling up, growing there in the background. And it's kind of, you know, bubbled up. And now we're here in game seven. We saw them, you know, get their reckoning in game six. All those Celtics fans, you know, not being able to see the Larry Bird trophy being presented to Jason Tatum, not being able to advance to the finals. It very much feels like those other situations um, that you were talking about early on in the episode where it's like the team that's supposed to win this blows it, the Heat win game seven. It feels like we're going right down that blueprint again. Again, not trying to jinx it, I would just be shocked that they were to lose a third game at home after not being i mean i'm sorry after not losing a game at home until game two of the series so this team like i said on the on the last podcast uh after the heat lost game five and blew that game they have the collective character of a team who is able to do this who was able to pull off coming back from three 2 you know guys playing through injuries they had the character to do it and that's why i kind of had a you know, I had a feeling that they were going to be able to pull this off. And mostly it was just about winning game six. Like, I really do, do think they win game seven now. Like, I, I really think that they, they're actually going to be back in the finals. And it's crazy because me and Leif walking out from our seats after game five, like, I just can't believe that we're actually here. I can't believe that uh, we're going to cover a game seven tomorrow night and that they actually pulled it off after seeing how Jimmy and Kyle were looking for so many games in a row. It, it still feels like a fever dream, kind of, because <laughs> like everything that went right for them went right. Like Jimmy going crazy, having all the end of shot clock field goals going in. I don't think they need to replicate that to win game seven. And I think we talked about the other things they can do to win. And that's why it's like you needed that for game six. They got that. Now you just got to take care of business, do what you've been doing all season. You know, don't turn the ball over Win the kind of things that you've been good at all season and just make a little bit more. Just make a few more shots than you did in those three games uh, prior to game six. So I think they're going to win.
0: I think they're going to win also. And I picked them in seven before the series. And of course, I wavered because of Jimmy's health in game six. But we just saw Jimmy's health. So he doesn't have to be that again. I don't think he will be that again. I think if you get a normalized Jimmy Butler performance a normalized shooting performance from the heat, here's what I'm taking. And this is no offense to Ime Udoka, who I think is one of the really good young coaches in the league. And I think you see Darvin Ham get that opportunity first year coach in L.A. And I think some of that has to do with the fact that, you know, Udoka has been an elite assistant for a long time and didn't get an opportunity. He did. He made the most of it. And now Darvin Ham who has been an elite assistant for a long time is getting an opportunity but I'm taking Eric's balls during a game seven. I, I just think he knows his team. Uh, he knows, as you said, sort of the collective character of his team. You've seen some of the subtle adjustments he's made during the course of the series, uh, whether it's, you know, uh, again, he played Duncan, but then realized it wasn't working in the first half and pulled him out, uh, but hasn't played. Deadman has gone smaller, has kind of gone to the heat strengths uh, to accentuate yep. their strengths instead of kind of worry about their weaknesses. He does that over the course of a series but he's also gotten enough guys in this series at this point that I think that they're comfortable and playing. And I think another big factor, and I think a guy who I don't want to jinx it for heat fans, but I think a guy who's going to come up really big and we haven't talked about him much in this pod. I think it's Max Struess. I, I, you know, he had as bad a two game shooting stretch as anybody could have. And what's interesting is he fans really didn't turn on him. I was, I was, that was interesting to me because of the way they've turned on Duncan and all the rest, they really didn't turn on him. And more importantly, his coach didn't turn on him. He kept running him out there. He hit that crazy shot to get sort of to break through, uh, which was probably the hardest shot he's taken maybe all year. Uh, he makes that one. And then they start to go through after. And I got to think that's a confidence boost for him. I think we're going to get a bit of a Max Strus game in game seven. He's never been afraid of the moment. And I've talked about this in the podcast yesterday. We're going to look back to summer league when they were putting the ball in his hands to finish games in summer league. When you didn't know if he'd put part of the rotation, I think some of that work is going to pay off again. Now I think the heat win a tight game at home. I'll, I'll give them a five to seven point win where they hit a couple of free throws late. And I think they go to the finals. And then from there, Look, we'll have all kinds of different discussions about that and the Warriors getting rest and whether you can beat that team. That's not the same Warriors team that was dominating the league, but it's good. There's no question about it. Uh, but if you get there, it's a momentous achievement. It really is. So we're going to focus on that for now. All right. Thanks to our sponsors. You break. wheel fix prize picks. Use the code five F I V E dot backslash five reasons gallery realty as well. And did I miss one? I probably missed one. If I did, I apologize. We'll be back after Game 7. Shout-out Draymond Green. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time.